Hi, I'm your host, Susan Nay. Welcome to the podcast series, HR Inside Out. It's a series designed to help you demystify HR and the human resource processes. We're going to talk about people management and get the goods on and see how all this stuff works. You're going to hear from everyday heroes and get their perspectives as we touch on a wide variety of topics, topics that impact us in our work and in our work environments. You'll find nuggets for your treasure chest of learning. Hopefully you'll discover insights for your personal and your professional growth. I'm glad you're here. I suspect it's because you want to be the very best version of yourself, your personal best, and that you get understanding these systems and processes will help you on your journey, on your path. You ready to dare to soar? Want to join me at flight school? Let's do this. Thanks for joining me today. Hi. Welcome to the podcast, HR Inside Out. I'm your host, Susan Nay. And I can't believe it. Another year has gone by, and oh my goodness, what a year it's been. In 2023, we've delved into subjects of ageism, psychological safety, simplicity, customer service, and we talked about attributes of leadership. We enjoyed learning with such phenomenal guests as Sharon Summerfield on nourishing your well-being and preventing burnout, always important. Sam Fierro on igniting the dream. Alistair Moose on anger management. Nadine Hanchar, creating better relationships at home and at work. And Lisa Wilson on leading with ease. As I contemplate podcasts for 2024, I'll be touching on things like building resiliency, the power of the paradox, more on dealing with conflict, and interviewing individuals able to share what it's like to work in a recruiting firm, a search firm, to learn more about AI, and to explore what it's like to work in some of those fascinating occupations that are perhaps a little bit different. Um, and maybe not. Maybe some of those ones that aren't. <laughs> with specific regard to the organizations that we work within, my goodness, in my consulting work, I continue to see the same challenges that have plagued organizations throughout my career. Desire for more communication, wishing to understand the why of decisions, internal conflicts, creating challenges between colleagues and certainly recruitment and retention concerns and workloads being described as laughable, but they're so unreasonable, often because of those recruitment challenges and not being able to fill vacancies. Lots of organizations are continuing to struggle to find the balance between working from home and working remotely or working uh, at the office. Commutes, of course, are getting crazier, certainly for those of us living in the lower mainland of British Columbia. Um, balancing family needs with work-life balance and everyone wanting more for less message that's not been heard by our grocery stores that's for sure but you know all of this already and reflecting over the past year and what I felt focus of this podcast should be 
I decided to pull my book, Leadership Inside Out, Effecting Change from Within, off the shelf and share some of my writing and reminders of the part that we can each play in helping make our lives better and in doing that, often making our organizations um, better as well. Now I start with a quote from Atam Ferrer. When we realize that we are the choosers and that we have the power, we need not wait for others to make decisions about our life. We cannot possibly be a victim. A message that I strongly support throughout my book. Now, with communication is something we can all continue to polish. I'm going to start here. And I'm going to start with a reflection on a YouTube video. It's one of the more powerful ones that I've seen. Here, how it goes. A blind man who is homeless is begging for coins. A woman stops, and instead of giving money, she takes out a black felt pen and changes the message on the man's cardboard sign. Now, as a result of her action, many more people put coins into this man's cup. When the woman walks past the man at the end of the day, she stops in front of him. Now, he recognizes her footstep and asks what she's done. She tells him she has done nothing but use different words to communicate his message. Instead of, help me, I'm blind, the sign now reads, it's a beautiful day and I can't see it. The video concludes with a powerful message. Change your words, change your world. How about our day today? Perhaps instead of telling someone that they look nice, tell them what it is about how they look that prompted you to say that. I was very fortunate to work with communication expert Joe Schaefer in the course that I was involved in. He had the cohort group form small groups, and we were each given the same number of stones. We then took turns placing these as we wished on a mat in each of our small circles. It was an exercise that we did in silence. You could only place one stone at a time. And by each person in the group having an equal ability to influence the outcome, it was fascinating to see the diverse designs that were created by the different small groups. It's a really powerful way of helping us understand that, as one testimonial to Joe states, creating conversation and for ending patterns of domination in our relationships. If you're interested in learning more, you might want to pick up Joe's book, The Stone People Living Together in a Different World. Joe talked about throwing stones as a metaphor for words is akin to yelling, but carefully placing those stones creates a very different outcome. Through play, we were able to see different perspectives. We were able to influence outcomes. And we actually were able to create and resolve conflict. The experience reminded me of the childhood chant, sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. 
Now, as I grew older, I understood that a broken bone would mend. But words actually had the power to grow exponentially in the damage that I allowed to my psyche. Now, I do emphasize aloud. Although rationally, I realized that I chose to accept the comments made by others, recognizing that any taunting might not be deserved is always more difficult for me to accept. We often don't pay attention to the words that we use and how we communicate with one another. So it's really no wonder that there are so many interpersonal conflicts plaguing our environments. We don't communicate well on an individual basis. So when you multiply that, there are larger and larger numbers of individuals working well together or not. <laughs> we can all suffer the consequences of that. My personal experience is that this is an area most organizations and we as individuals could improve on. Certainly the results from organizational engagement surveys confirm that communication is viewed as critical and is frequently done poorly. Messages must be sent in a multitude of ways through numerous channels before information is actually received. It's also about the quality of those conversations, which is skillfully explored by Susan Scott in her book, Fierce Conversations, Achieving Success at Work and in Life, One Conversation at a Time. Much of communication is actually through tone of voice and facial expressions. We tend to trust what we hear when we can receive the full picture of the delivery. But in our very busy world, the ability to receive messages this way is quickly becoming less available to us. Now, video messaging certainly helps, but unfortunately, the human touch required is just that, touch. A handshake, a smile, a furrowed brow of concern, how important and quickly becoming lost arts. So take the time, as the woman in YouTube, the YouTube video did, make a positive difference through the use of your words. Change your words, change your world. So think of the conversation that you have had where the oral message and the message being conveyed through the person's body language were not in sync. How can they make you feel? If you oversee people in any capacity, can you think of ways that you might be able to, to become a better communicator and make that difference? In my book, I also write about conflict. And I start with a quote by Albert Einstein. In the middle of difficulty lies opportunity. Now, I suspect at some point in our careers, we've all offered our skills in conflict-laden situations. Perhaps individuals not getting along, someone not pulling their weight, dealing with tardiness, excessive absenteeism, bad behavior, rules not being followed. You know, <laughs> you know all the examples. And all too often, these get tolerated, ignored, excused, and basically not dealt with. I've been in situations that allowed me to address many of these issues um, 
often successfully, not always. Others where I've been stymied in doing so. I've also been the avoider, giving far too much leeway to individuals who didn't require that yet another chance. I've been the leader who didn't act in a timely manner. And I've also been the leader who coached another only to watch the required action never happen. Why? Well, I can speak to my own difficulty when conflict management and where it comes from. I grew up in an environment where there was one type of punishment and there was no talking involved. As a family, it was basically do as you're told. We didn't yell, but I was also not taught how to resolve conflict in a healthy manner. My bachelor of business admin degree didn't touch the subject. So I, probably like you, learned through experience, made a lot of mistakes along the way, and have benefited from individuals like conflict specialist Gary Harper, who helped me put a different light on the subject of conflict. And as I shared in the last podcast, he has an excellent book, The Joy of Conflict Resolution. And he talks about conflict being a signal that something needs attention. He also talked about every conflict um, always involving a victim, a hero, and a villain. And we experience all three of these at the different points. He had us do a role play exercise that helped me see conflict from the perspective of all three roles. And it really helped me understand the part that I was playing in conflicts that I was dealing with at the time. Being willing to see a situation from the other's perspective is really helpful in understanding where they're coming from. And it's also very helpful in building empathy and finding collaborative resolutions. Also read, and it wasn't through Gary, that many of the things that trigger us are also signs for us to heed. There might be something in ourselves that needs looking at, mirrors to our blind spots, and we all have them. So building our comfort and capability and dealing appropriately with conflict needs constant polishing. I'm reminded of a situation where I was working with a union rep that I felt quite challenged by. I found him rude and disrespectful, unwilling to listen, and unhelpful in a situation that required us both to tackle things together. I kept re-raising a matter that I felt had been resolved. It's only dawned on me recently that he probably could have said the same things about me. Perhaps if I'd given him the respect to hear him out on the matter that was obviously still a problem for him, he might have provided me with the same. We were both being bullheaded. We were both so intent on being right that we lost the opportunity to find a better way of working together. Thomas Crumb provides us with wise words. In a conflict, be willing to change allows you to move from a point of view to a viewing point, a higher, more expansive place from which you can see both sides. Conflict avoidance happens all the time. We want people to like us. Having to call someone out on their behavior leaves many of us anxious. This is where teaching moments are so, so valuable. 
So addressing an undesired action when an individual has just exhibited that action means the learning is timely and the required changed behavior is so much easier to reference for them. There are lots of excellent courses available that will help us with the right words, process, and timing for those required conversations. Because when we don't have them, the individual is sometimes unaware of the need to change. And our inaction creates ripples because others are also likely experiencing the undesirable situation and may also be suffering as a result. It's important we learn to do this well so that when our life circumstances necessitate conflict resolution at home, in our sports teams, with our families, with our friends, we can appropriately step up. When you deal with conflict, are you really able to listen to what the person is saying without interrupting before they have finished? Might conflict situations be indicators of your own blind spots that get in your way? Have you ever considered that these might be indicators of your own unmet needs? So excerpts from the book, leadership truly is from the inside out, and we do affect change from within us, first within ourselves, and as we change, we can't help but change our organizations as well. Now, you know, if you've listened to the podcast, that I encourage you to dare to soar because I truly believe that you can. I conclude the book with the use of acronyms. As we move into the next year, you might find these helpful. When you wish to soar, start with S for silence. Take time to be quiet and to reflect. O for open. Remember to keep yourself open. A for aware, using all of your, your senses, including your intuition. R for reflect, what might be the ripples? Think about what might happen. When you dare to take action, there's that dare word. B for decide, make that decision. A for act, act on that decision. R for regard, the potential and the actual ripples, that feedback, that awareness, that paying attention. And E for engage and expand, encourage and energize and embracing the real you. I wish you success. I wish you strength as you choose to build your own wings and to find the thermals that will take you where you wish to go. Finally, as Michael Alpsuler reminds us, the bad news is time flies. The good news is you're the pilot. So just do it. Dare to soar. Thank you for listening and for supporting HR Inside Out and 
if I've piqued your curiosity, my book, Leadership Inside Out, Affecting Change from Within, is available on Amazon. It's a fun read. And the link is in the show notes to the podcast. Wishing you and yours the very best of the holiday season, good health, happiness, and much success in 2024. I hope to learn with you again next month. Susan signing out. Bye for now. Well, we've reached our destination for today. Time to lower those wheels and prepare for landing. Thank you for joining me. If I said something that resonated with you, please subscribe to the podcast and to share it with others. It would be awesome if you also took the time to provide a review on whatever your favorite social media sites are. If you have a question or an area that you hope I'll cover in a future session, please send me a note either to my website, www.effectingchangefromwithin.com or to my email, susangenay at gmail.com. I look forward to our next time together. In the meantime, soar high. I believe you can. Susan signing off. Thanks again for joining me.